Hey friends, I'm Julie Holmquist and you are listening to Kairos Moments Podcast. God's been speaking to you for a while and you know you are called to something. It's time to stop playing it safe with your faith, time to lean into your calling, and time to bring those God-given dreams to life. It's time. Let's do this together. Do you feel like you know God the Father? and God the Son, but you really don't know God the Holy Spirit. There are so many misconceptions about the Holy Spirit that can actually cause us to neglect His presence and to forfeit His power in our daily lives. He's more than just behind the spiritual gifts. And that's why I'm so excited for you to meet my guest today, Jeannie Cunyon. She and I talk about how life truly is better with the Holy Spirit how we can know about the Holy Spirit, but not really know him personally. We talk about one of the Holy Spirit's strengths and how the go-getter with a God-given dream, that's you, needs to wait on him. Jeannie recently published her book called Don't Miss Out, Daring to Believe Life is Better with the Holy Spirit. Go grab your copy today. Jeannie shares so much more than what we can cover in this episode. But my hope for you today is that you will learn something about him that you didn't know before, and that you will have an intimate relationship. You'll get to know him even more intimately. So let's dive into the conversation. Hey, Jeannie, thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Let's talk about your new book. I love to take scripture and spiritual principles and uncomplicate them for people because the Holy Spirit truly is simple and so accessible, but the enemy likes to make him complicated yeah. Oh, I love what you said that the the enemy has made the Holy Spirit seem so complicated, right? Because there is such mystery around the Holy Spirit, and yet there is so much that's made known. And I think most of us kind of camp out in that it's just mysterious. It's complicated. Mm-hmm. It's inaccessible. But the truth is when we actually search the scriptures for who Jesus said the Holy Spirit would be for us, And then we trace our finger over his work in the new Testament. And even in the old Testament, Mm. you go, well, he is, he is mysterious, but he is also very made known and very relatable. Um, And so, yes, we have complicated something that should feel quite accessible to us, um, touchable, experiential. Uh, And yet I think for most of us, it doesn't feel that way. And so to answer your question, that's how it was for me. I mean, I, I've been following Jesus since I was eight years old. Mm. Uh, I'm a preacher's kid. Uh, so I was raised in the church. And even though it was a Presbyterian church, it was a charismatic church. And so I was very, uh, very accustomed to um, really the work of the Holy Spirit. Um, and yet what I discovered about three years ago uh, was that I had really put the Holy Spirit in a spiritual gifts box. Uh, really just kind of spent most of my life believing that the Holy Spirit was for spiritual gifts and I had everything else I needed in Jesus. Uh, And while we do have everything we need in Jesus, Jesus is the one who said, um, I'm going to return to the father so that the Holy Spirit will come and it's better for you. It's to your advantage. It's, it's for your good that I ascend so that the Holy Spirit will come. Because if I don't go back to the father, the Holy Spirit won't come. But if I do, he will. And Jesus basically said, trust me, you want the Holy Spirit because now you're no longer bound to my 
physical presence, my spirit will now take up residence inside of you. The spirit Mm -hmm. of God, the spirit of Christ will now live inside you and give you everything you need to live a godly life and spread the gospel. Um, And it shocked me as I began to study the Holy spirit and really lean into discovering who he is and what he does that I don't know how many times I've read the gospel of John, but a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. And I never noticed what Jesus had said in John 16, five through seven. It just, I just kind of always displays right over how Jesus said it's to your advantage that I leave so that the Holy spirit will come. And, and once we, once we read that, once we kind of sit with that, then we're forced to ask the question, why is it, why is it for my good? Why is it to my advantage? Because I think we're prone to respond like the disciples did. You know, the Bible says that the disciples were filled with sorrow when Jesus said that because they didn't, they couldn't fathom how anything, but Jesus's physical presence with them could, anything could be better than that. Right. 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 And yet it is. Tell me how it has been in your life. Like what is one area that you've noticed that you've lived a Christian life since you were eight? What is one revelation of the Holy spirit that has just been phenomenal in your life? Yeah. I love that question. Um, I, you know, I write in the book that I never would have described my, uh, Christian walk with Jesus as settling. I never felt like I was settling, meaning I'm, I love Jesus because I know how much I need Jesus, Mm. right. That comes from a deep place of knowing how I have to fall on his grace and his mercy every day. I know Mm. what he, when I think about the length to which he went to rescue me and the way he forgives me every day, um, it makes me love him so much. It makes me want to walk with him. So I would never have said I'm settling in my faith. Um, there was intimacy in my relationship with God, the father and God, the son, and yet, And yet when I began to welcome the Holy Spirit's work, when I became more aware of his presence and his daily companionship and guidance, Mm. it, it, it richened, it deepened, it brought an even deeper intimacy and richness to my relationship with God, the father and God, the son, it, it just deepened it. It made it richer. Mm. There's a, there's now in me, this just, um, almost constant awareness of the fact that God lives inside of me Mm -hmm. and that his spirit is always with me. So whether I'm doing dishes or driving carpool or taking a walk or going through something hard, it's just that awareness that the Holy spirit is with me. He is my helper. I am never without everything I need. And so one of the most beautiful things has been just an even richer, deeper intimacy with the Trinity. Um, that I'm really, really grateful for. And I, and I know, you know, and I know, you know, this with God, there's just always more, right. The the well is so deep. Um, and so there's just always more of him for us to enjoy and experience and know. So I think that's been the sweetest part is just, um, more deeper intimacy and just really an appreciation for the Holy spirit. Um, kind of look back over my life and, and now that I know all that he does, all of the benefits of having him, um, I notice how he was at work on my behalf in so many ways that I just didn't understand or appreciate in the past. Mm. And so now for me, it's just like, Holy spirit, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the way you comforted me in those circumstances. Thank you for the way you guided me. Thank you for the way you convicted me. So there's just an appreciation for him that I didn't have before. Mm. Um, And so there's a tenderness to his presence now, because I'm so grateful that 
Um, you know, even the simple thing that I think a lot of us don't know, which is if you're listening today and you're a follower of Jesus, you can thank the Holy spirit. That was his work in you. He is the one who opens the eyes of our hearts to the love of Jesus. And so just, just going all the way back there and going, thank you. Thank you for opening my eyes to the love of Jesus. Thank you for starting this beautiful love story. Um, and then it just goes from there, but just a deep gratitude for how he's been working in my life, despite the fact that I wasn't paying attention to it. Right. That mm-hmm. as somebody recently said in an interview, um, that even though the Holy spirit wasn't on my radar, I've always been on his, and that's pretty special. That is someone once told me that the Holy spirit is at work in everyone's life to some degree or another. And we just have to learn how to tap into that when we're talking to them, because he's, I think, you know, those, the Gallup's strength finders test woo is one of the strengths. And I think that's the Holy spirit. He woos Mm -hmm. us to himself. He's, Uh he's constantly drawing people to himself, whether they're aware of it or not. Yeah. Now you mentioned, you said a few words, intimacy, awareness, tenderness. And so I think I have vocabulary to share with people what intimacy is about, because I am, I have an intimate relationship with the Lord and I so want other people to have the same. And it Mm -hmm. is, it's that constant awareness that he's there. He's, he's there in a moment's notice. We can just our next breath. We can talk to him Mm -hmm. no matter what's going on on the outside. So the podcast is geared toward women who have a God-given dream. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage them that um, that they can't do that. They can't fulfill that on their own. Like John 15 says, we are apart from him. We can do nothing. I want you to talk a little bit about chapter seven. He is better than self-help and chapter 12. He gave power to the disciples because there's so much self-help going on, on social media. You know, the, the boss, babe, like you mentioned the mug, the t-shirt, you know, I can do all things. That's right. But they forget that through Christ, and it's through the Holy spirit through Christ. So talk to the woman a little bit who has that God given dream yeah. and is trying to accomplish it on her own. Yeah. I, um, I'm really glad you mentioned that because I think, uh, you know, I'm wired to try and accomplish things on my own. And yet God mm-hmm. designed us to need his spirit. Mm-hmm. We are designed to depend on the spirit of God for every thing we do, everything we need. We were just because he wants that closeness and connection and enemies with us. He, he loves us too much to design us to not need him. Right. Uh, right. And so he gave us his spirit. And the truth is, um, cause a couple of people have kind of pushed back on the self-help thing. Cause in the book, I've read a lot about spirit help is better than self-help spirit help is greater than self-help. And so self-help only gets us so far. It's just the truth. We are human. We are limited. We have, um, we have deficiencies, we have weaknesses. And so self-help can get us somewhere, right? It can get us somewhere we weren't before, Mm -hmm. but it can't get us as far as we want to go because what we're all seeking is transformation. What we're all seeking is radical life change, which we're all seeking is that new life in Christ. Right. And so Um, only the spirit can do that. So yes, self-help gets us somewhere, but it only gets us so far. And really what we do is we forfeit seeing what's only possible with God. 
when we try Mm -hmm. to do things in our own strength. Like, I don't, I don't want to go through life only knowing what's possible in my own strength. I want to go through life being continually having those like mind, right? Like that emoji, like that mind blood emoji. Like I want to live like that. I want to be like, that was God. That was the Holy spirit. That thing that happened, that door that opened that wound that healed that, that stronghold that was broken. Like that was God in my life. That was the power of the Holy spirit. And so yes, we have to participate with the Holy spirit. So you could say that self-help in the sense that we participate, the self participates with the spirit, right? We can't just like kick up our feet and watch Netflix and mm-hmm. drink some coffee and expect radical life change. But, um, but we do have to participate in his work. But as I write in the book, one of the things that became really clear to me in the writing is that I can do touch-ups in my life. I can touch up this, I can touch up that, but only the Holy spirit transforms us. Mm. Only the Holy spirit can do the supernatural. So, um, I want to experience what's only possible in the supernatural where God himself through the power of his spirit, um, changes me, changes me from the inside out, um, heals things that need healing, frees me from things I need to be freed from, um, and (laughs) forgives me for things I can't forgive myself for. Mm. Um, and so that's, that's the Holy spirit's work. So I, I think it's just really, I think it's just mind blowing that we have been given the spirit to help us live out the Christian life. And I think anything less, we're just settling, right? We've, we've made the Holy spirit very small in many ways. Like we, we live as though we can do it right. And it's fun Mm -hmm. to flex our muscles and say boss babes things and all things like that. But at the end of the day, like we've made the Holy spirit small. And so to your point, talking about, you know, he empowered the disciples, I think something that's incredibly to just like leave us in awe and wonder is that the same Holy spirit who empowered Jesus mm-hmm. is the same Holy spirit who fell on the disciples at Pentecost is the same Holy spirit that takes up residence inside of everybody who puts their trust in Jesus. So when you think about Jesus, when he was baptized by John and the dove descended and remained, which is really important that the dove remained. Um, and then literally the next verse is like, then Jesus comma full of the Holy spirit comma went into the desert to be tested. And I, and I, again, this is one of those verses where I'm like, how many times have I read about Jesus going into the desert to be tested? And I've always just kind of glossed over those words in between those commas full Mm. of the Holy spirit. Right. And so um, Jesus full of the Holy spirit goes into the desert tested, does his entire earthly ministry in the power of the Holy spirit, healing, casting out demons, multiplying food, whatever he did, it was all in the power of the Holy spirit. Jesus submits to the father, his crucified, dead, buried, raised by the resurrection power of God. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's the Holy spirit raised by the Holy spirit. Um, and then tells the disciples, don't even think about trying to go do the work I've given you to do until you have my spirit. Just don't like, don't even think about it. Just Mm -hmm. wait. Um, and thank God they waited because, you know, as we know, the disciples didn't always do what Jesus asked them to do. Right. And so think about it, right. If they hadn't waited, what if they had been, cause I think it's really applicable in our own lives when we have kind of going back to that being a go-getter, right. Um, we have things we want to do. We want to have dreams. We want to fulfill. We have plans we want to pursue. And we know when Jesus is saying, wait, 
And we're like, but that doesn't make any sense. I'm just Mm -hmm. wasting time, Lord. Like I've got things to do for you. I've got dreams. I've got plans. Why would I wait, Lord? Like, I'm just going to go do this thing. I'm going to go pursue this dream and pursue these plans. And he's like, no, wait, (laughs) wait till it's your time. Not that we don't have the Holy Spirit, but it's that it's that Jesus knows the timing, right? So he tells the disciples, wait, thank God they wait. The the Holy Spirit comes on Pentecost, fills the 120 that were in the upper room at 9 a.m. waiting, and then they go out and preach the gospel. And these are radically transformed people. I mean, people, they were unrecognizable to people, right? Mm -hmm. The the confidence and the courage and the clarity with which Peter preached was blowing people's minds. This was not the same. This was not the same Peter, right? This is a, this is filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter. And so the point is that's the same Holy Spirit we have today, right? The Holy Spirit that lives in you and lives in me is the same one. Um, and it's not a lesser version. It's not a mini version. And so that same power, that same courage, that same conviction is available to us today. He lives inside of us and he wants to empower us. He doesn't, he's not withholding from us. He wants to empower us to live in the power of God and that resurrection power of Christ Mm -hmm. so that we can fulfill the dreams, the God-given dreams that he's put in our hearts. I mean, one of the roles of the Holy spirit is to, um, is to help us fulfill the, the gifts and the dreams that God has uniquely planted in one of us. So if God's given you a dream, if God's given you a, a purpose and he has, if you're breathing, you have a, you have a purpose, it's the Holy spirit. He's given you the Holy spirit to help you live out that purpose for the glory of the father. Mm. And that's what takes us back to self-help because self-help is about self-glorification in a lot right. of ways. Right. So it's all about the spirit because then God gets the glory right? If I did it in my own strength, who gets the glory, right? I do. Right. If I did this dependent on God, then God gets the glory. Um, and there's a lot more to be, you know, reveled in when we do it with God, because it's, it's just far greater than anything we can accomplish on our own. Yeah. It takes my breath away when I kind of remove myself from the picture and I see what God does. Yeah. It like, it really does take my breath away because I'm like, I just was, all I said was yes. Yes, I will do that, you know, and then he just did it. So yeah, that's good. Talk to me a little bit, a little bit more about, and I was reading in the book earlier about when the dove descended on Jesus and he remained. Mm-hmm. I think you talked about that a little bit more in your chapter on we can quench the Holy Spirit. Can you expound on that? Am I getting those two mixed up? I think I talk about it a little bit earlier, but it does relate to quenching the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, because And again, it's another thing I never noticed that scripture says the dove remained and I didn't do a lot of studying on bird behavior, but one of the things that you do quickly discover and why it's significant is because they're skittish, right? So they would flee, a dove would flee at any interruption to peace, right? Mm. But there's no interruption to peace with Jesus because he is without sin. So the dove, the Holy spirit is perfectly at peace with Jesus because he is holy. And I just think that's so beautiful. Um, and, and, and that's reflective of, you know, Jesus now going out and doing everything in the power of the Holy spirit, because the dove remained, um, we, as imperfect humans, Um, it's a slightly different story, right? So the dove never flees in the sense that God's 
personal presence is not only indwelling, but it's permanent. We Mm -hmm. never have to fear losing the Holy Spirit. He will stay with us and carry us all the way to eternity. Mm. It's why he's called the spirit of glory. So we never have to worry about like in the old Testament before the Holy spirit took up residence inside of people, he would come upon them or in the, or uh, in the gospels, he was with them. But uh, the post Pentecost promise and beauty is that now he takes up residence inside of us. So we never have to fear him leaving, but we, there can be disruption to his work. Um, because he is not perfectly at peace with us in the sense that, you know, we will struggle with sin on this side of heaven. Right. And so we can grieve the Holy spirit. We can quench the Holy spirit, but we can never lose the Holy spirit, Mm. but we can definitely impede his work or forfeit some of the benefits of his presence by not cooperating right with his conviction by not yielding to his authority. Um, and so we play an active role in the Holy spirit's work in our lives. Um, unlike, you know, so there, there can be that impeding of his work in us, but, um, but it's radically different than how it was with Jesus, where he remained because he was perfectly at peace because Jesus is without sin. Yeah. I love that word picture or that picture. When I read that part of your book, um, talk to me about the, the difference between the Holy spirit being power versus being a person, mm-hmm. because I think as we look at the Holy spirit as a person, it just, it shines a different light on it. It's a whole different picture. It's a whole different yeah. thing in our lives. It sure is. Uh, there's a, I think there's a common misconception that the Holy spirit is an it he's often referred to as it. Mm-hmm. Um, and And that's not to shame and guilt or anybody who refers him to as an it, because that's probably all you've ever heard. Or maybe it was something you were taught that he's an it, that he is a force um, or a power. Um, And so naturally we would refer to him as an it, um, or he's oftentimes also kind of reduced to the things by which he is symbolized in scripture. So in scripture, as we just talked about, he is symbolized um, as a dove by a dove, or, uh, Jesus, uh, speaks of him as the water, the living water or, um, fire, right. Tongues of Mm -hmm. fire at Pentecost. So we take these symbols and then think, well, Holy spirit is just fire, just water, or just a dove, or he's an it or a force. But the truth is, and the beautiful truth is, is that the Holy spirit is fully, he is, well, he is trying God, right? So we have God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit. So the Holy spirit is God, right? But he is also a divine person. He has a mind. He has a will and he has emotions. And there's multiple scriptures, um, that, that speak of his mind, his will, and his emotions. So the Holy spirit is a divine person with a personality, He has the most, he has the most dynamic personality. He has the best personality. You know why? Because he shares the same character, the same essence as God, the father and God, the son, they are one. Um, And so he's not, um, he's not somebody that we need to be afraid of. Uh, He's not a force or a power to be reckoned with. He is a divine person who takes up residence inside of us Mm. and gets to work on our behalf. And so it's important to know that one, because now you can be in relationship with the Holy spirit because you can't be in relationship. You can't enjoy companionship with an it. 
or, or with fire or yeah. a fire or yeah. a dove. I mean, I guess you can enjoy companionship with a dove, whatever. Um, but the point is you can't have relationship like, um, with them, like you can with a divine person. So now you realize, Oh, I can have companion. I can enjoy the companionship of the mm. Holy spirit. Um, but then the other really important part of that is that we recognize that he's not something that's given to us to use at our disposal, right? right? He's not a power to wield. So, um, there oftentimes in scripture, like for example, uh, when Simon, the magician wanted to buy the power, basically that he saw the disciples manifesting, uh, after Pentecost, he was like, where can I get this power? How can I buy this power? And, and Peter rebuked him and said, this isn't a power you like buy you know, for, for your glory, your fame, your name, this is the person of the Holy spirit. And then he, when you receive him and welcome him, he manifests his power in you and through you. It's God working in you and through you. So you're a conduit of that. You're a Mm -hmm. recipient of that. You're a vessel of that, but this is not a power. This is a person who gives us power. Right. That's so good. Now I know you have children, right? I have five of them. Oh, you have five. Do you have five boys? I do. Okay. I have four boys. I thought I read, read that in your book. I was like, she's a boy mom. (laughs) I am. I am. And I love it. I do too. Um, tell me like, how would you, how do you share about the Holy spirit with your children? Because the Holy spirit is not, there's no adult Holy spirit or child Holy spirit. That's right. Same one can live in me and my boys. How would you share that with children? Mm, that's a really great question. Uh, well, I will tell you, I actually have a Bible study uh, coming out December 1st with Lifeway mm-hmm. about this. Nice. So we've taken the book, Don't Miss Out, and we've turned it into a Bible study for parents. So it's called Never Alone Parenting in the Power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about knowing the Holy Spirit, yes, for ourselves, but then how do we model living in his power. And how do we teach them about all of the things that we're learning about him and don't miss out book. So, Mm, um, I can't wait. Yeah. I'm excited (laughs) for, we're just in final edits right now. And I'm so, so, so excited about it. Um, and so uh, two things come to mind that have been, um, really meaningful for me and kind of pretty significant changes in my own parenting as I've discovered the Holy spirit. One is that it's changed how I pray with my boys. Um, it's changed how I pray for them, but specifically how I pray with them. For instance, you know, in the mornings I drop everybody off at school. I've got kids from five to 24. So I'm dropping a preschooler off. I'm dropping middle schoolers off. I'm dropping a high schooler off. I'm not dropping my college guy off. Um, but we'll get in the car in the morning and I pray over them in the car Mm -hmm. and, and my prayers have changed because now they're very much saying, Lord, uh, as my boys walk into school today, as they, as they encounter things today, help them remember that you live inside of them, mm-hmm. that you, that you take up residence inside of their life, that everything they need today, Lord, to fight temptation, to, um, to, you know, when they're feeling discouraged, when anxiety, whatever it is, God remind them that you live inside of them and you hold nothing back from them. So it's just this prayer of, them remembering that they are the temple of the Holy spirit, but more than that, that, um, that his power is in them and for them because they've put their trust in Jesus. Because I remember growing up, knowing that verse very well, you are the temple of the Holy spirit. But for me, that was much more about living a pure life. It was Mm -hmm. very much about purity, which is not wrong. Um, but it lacked that empowering, like what could give our kids, what could give our boys more confidence that knowing 
than knowing that God almighty takes up resonance inside of them mm-hmm. and wants to give them everything they need for everything they face. And so I want them to know that, yes, they are the temple of the Holy spirit. And so honor your bodies, right? Let you know, honor God with your body, but also know that he lives inside of you and he gives you the power to do that. So it's just, I, I, I'm much more bolder in my prayer for them mm. to know the power of God that is for them. Yeah. Um, and then another thing that, and we've talked about this for a long time in our family, but it's just, it's become even more real to me is just that Holy spirit nudge the conviction of the Holy spirit. And so we've always called it the whole, the, um, Holy spirit nudge, even since they've been little. So when they, you know, they do something wrong and, and they lie about it, you know, I'll just simply mm-hmm. say, you know, did you, was there anything inside of you at that moment? Right. That said, yeah. Oh, you're lying. Tell mama the truth. Right. That's the Holy spirit. Um, or when I watch them make a good choice, like one of my sons who really struggles with anger and his temper, you know, it's when he's able to hold his tongue, when he chooses self-control, now I'll say, Bernie, that's the Holy spirit in you. Like Mm -hmm. he is giving you what you need. Um, he's forming you more into the likeness of Jesus. Like that was a moment of him working in your life. And you yielded to that. You, you felt that nudge and you, and you yielded and look at the difference. You know, there could either be a mess right now that you've got to clean up probably Mm -hmm. consequences that come with it, or you now live in freedom. Like you didn't sin, you didn't get angry in your sin. And isn't that beautiful? So just trying to uh, more than I ever did before point out where he's empowering him, where he's convicting them, where he's comforting them, or he's guiding them. Um, so just as I'm now so much more aware of the helper helping me, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm more focused on helping them see where the helper is helping them. I love it. I love it because they're going to grow up with an awareness of him yeah. more than if, you know, they might not struggle as much to know the power living within them. Yeah. Recently I had, I think for me with my boys, I was teaching my youngest, he's 12 about the difference between conviction and condemnation Mm -hmm. and how the Holy spirit will come and just touch on an area. And he's not, he's doing it because he's not mad. He's not shaking his finger in your face. He, it breaks that communication, that relationship between you two. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's just been life-giving for us and inviting the Holy spirit in to do that. Yeah. It's, so, it's because it's out of a place of love, right? Because the Holy spirit's yeah. job is to, to form you more into the likeness of Jesus. So when he sees you doing things that, um, turn you towards sin and away from your savior, his job is to be like, Whoa, back over here. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you talk about that because you're right. Condemnation is, um, there is no condemnation for those in Jesus Christ. And so if scripture says there's no condemnation for those in Jesus, then the Holy spirit is completely incapable of speaking in condemnation. Right. right. And so condemnation is always from the accuser and conviction is always from the advocate. And so we always have to hold up what we're hearing and go, okay, is this the voice of an advocate, somebody who advocates for me, or is this the voice of somebody who accuses me? Right. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty easy then to go, okay, I know what, I know what this voice is. It's, this is not, this is not God. This is the enemy. Don't listen to that voice. Right. Or this is, this is God. And I should heed, I should heed what he's saying. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, JD, our time's coming to a close, but I, I appreciate you coming on. I wish 
wish I could talk to you forever. Are yeah, you, I love this. Do you have any like conferences coming up or book tours or anything like that? Well, book tour is over because the book launched about a month ago and everything still with COVID was very tricky. Um, okay. And so I did everything, almost everything virtually. Um, and I'm just beginning to entertain uh, and accept some you know, opportunities to speak and get back out there. And, yeah. um, and I'm excited to do that. I'm excited to keep having conversations about the Holy Spirit because we... Yeah. Um, I remember I, you probably read this story in the book. I remember several years ago being invited to speak at a conference. And just before I went, the woman leading the conference said, let's jump on the phone real quick and talk about a couple of things. And one of the things she said is you can talk about God. You can even talk about Jesus, but we ask that you not talk about his Holy spirit. And I was like, wait, what? Um, and I understand that because people are scared of him that he is, his name has been used and abused. And so we're naturally afraid that he's going to make us weird. Um, right. but we are starting to have conversations and we're getting to know him for who he really is. And if we'll just get to know him for who he really is, then we'll say, please talk about the Holy spirit. You can't not talk about the Holy spirit because we cannot do the Christian life without the power without of Christ. Him. Yeah. 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 We need him. No, I can't imagine not talking about the Holy spirit either. <laughs> yeah. But there's just been so much abuse and there's so much baggage. So people are very naturally hesitant to engage, right? Because How he's go ahead. How would you help someone get over that hesitancy? I would say, get to know him for who he really is. It's like anybody. It's like, for instance, you might think of somebody in your life where you had assumptions about who somebody was, right? Maybe they, they attend your church or they're in your community and you've never gotten to know them, but you've just heard, heard things about them. Maybe right. you've seen him do certain things and you've, you've interpreted that in a certain way, mm -hmm. whatever. Right. But then you met that person and you had coffee with that person and you actually got to know that person's attributes and character. And you were like, oh my gosh, you're nothing like I heard you were or assumed you were. You're delightful. You're mm -hmm. so enjoyable. That's what it's like with the Holy spirit. You just got to get to know him. He is delightful and enjoyable and you can get to know him in the Bible. Um, and you can get to know him through don't miss out. It's that's why I did 30 short chapters. Each one focuses, as you know, on a specific yeah. kind of character trait. And so really for me, I wanted to enter because for me, it was a God reintroduced me to his Holy spirit. That's what mm -hmm. he did. He said, I know you think you know who he is, but you don't actually. So let me reintroduce you. And so the book is a reintroduction. So who is he? open yourself up to him, read the Bible, read, don't miss out. You will get to know him. And I, and I'm very confident you will find him irresistible. Mm, that's a good note to leave on. Thanks, Jeannie. My pleasure. I just love talking about the Holy Spirit with Jeannie. You can connect with her at JeannieCunyon.com. And if you have children or grandchildren, you will want to stay connected with her as she has a new Bible study from Lifeway coming out in December. What she did was she took this most recent book and turned it into a Bible study for parents. It's called Never Alone, Parenting in the Power of the Holy Spirit. And friends, if this conversation blessed you like it did me, would you take the time to share it? It really could change someone's life as they get to know the Holy Spirit more intimately and how he works in their lives. I'll include all the links to where you can connect with Jeannie in the show notes. But for now, have a great day. See you next time.